everything that I feel so passionate about. Like, I cannot tell you the level of passion that I feel for showing up the same in all areas of my life. So this is where we're going to pause on the church talk and just talk about life in general and Mm -hmm. like how, why I'm so passionate about this. We're back. I'm so excited. I just knew in my gut that this was the next episode that we needed to do. Yeah. We just got back from the best church service. Yes. We went to church today. We go to Cross Point Church in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have not listened to previous episodes, and Pastor Kevin Queen is the lead pastor at Cross Point. And it just so happens that he was also my youth pastor that's, when... That's crazy every time I think about it. I know. When I went to Crossroads in Georgia, and then Crossroads changed to 12 Stone, and so many people know Qu- Kevin... Quevin. Quevin. <laughs> Kevin. <Quevin> Queen. <laughs> Kevin Queen from 12 Stone. He's but so he's, great. How long has he been the pastor here? He's told us like five times. Seven years? Five? Seven? Somewhere between five to seven years. <laughs> He's been here. Um, and we've lived in Nashville for almost three years now, but we just weren't regu- regularly going to church. So my parents had been telling us, though, they're like, Mary's Jacqueline, because my twin lives here too. Like, you guys need to go to Cross Point. Kevin's there. They love Kevin. And so um, it just so happened, like, one of our friends, right? Like, yeah. Well, I guess we were talking to Jacqueline about it, too. Yeah, we'd been talking about it for a while. And then it's like, well, we just need to go. And then one of our friends was going, had just started going or wanted to go. And we saw it on his story and we're like, okay, done deal. It was like all these nudges being pushed that we needed to go. Yeah. So all of that is relevant, I promise. Because it's just, it's been quite the journey in the few months that we've been back in church. And I feel like when we first started going back, it was only a couple weeks or so before we went sober. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because like, I mean, Andrew, we were going to church and Andrew was so hungover. (laughs) The first time I ever went to, yeah. He was like sweating and like just so hungover. And I think that was one of the first, that played a huge role in you being like, oh my gosh. Like, Like, what am I doing with my life? This is not, I I thought they weren't going to let me in or something. Yeah. Like that's the feeling I had walking in is obviously couldn't be further from. And it's just funny to think now, like how... How different it is. So we are, speaking of, we're like, eight, we just hit the 80-day mark. Yeah. So we're very, very close to hitting the 90-day mark. And that That's is so like amazing. blowing my mind. It's crazy. Like it feels like it's been a long time and it feels like it's been eight seconds. Yeah. At the same time. It's, I mean, for that many days to go by and just to see everything else that has kind of accompanied that. Mm-hmm. Has been really cool because I feel like today's church service really hit so deep for me for a lot of different reasons. So I don't know. There's so many different parts of it that we want to like tie into like a lot of other things that we've been talking about. But I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, it definitely hits you because they were doing the baptisms today, which I don't know if you mentioned that yet. But I look over at Maris. And just tears pouring down her face. Pouring like, down my face. Like, normally I can just hold it together. I'm not a crier. And I yeah. feel like that's very important <laughs> to note. Not that 
if I was, it would make it any less real. Yeah. But I'm not notorious. Like, it actually takes a lot for me to cry. So I was even shocked at how just completely overwhelmed with emotion that I was as I'm like bawling my eyes out in this service. And I guess Andrew didn't realize this, but I could have sworn my dad had brought it up to Kevin when he was just He might now that I think about it. But he was the one... He was there when you got baptized. Yeah, so Kevin, when I was living in Georgia, and I wish I could remember how old I was. You said... You told me high school. So what's that? I want to say high school. 14 to 18? Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, It was one of these types of services where they already have, I guess, like pre-scheduled baptisms, like open baptisms during the service towards towards the end of the service. And then they will open it up to where anybody can come up and get baptized if they feel really called. And honestly, from my recollection, it was one of the things where I felt, actually I can like picture myself in my seat being like feeling super called to go up and get baptized in front of the church in the service. So um, when my dad was just here, I didn't remember it quite the same way, but of course, you know, divine timing, like my mm-hmm. dad was just here and went to the Easter service with us and then got to go up and see Pastor Kevin, which was cool. Um, and he was telling Kevin how he still has the towels that we got wrapped in from that baptism and how... You get to keep the towel? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you get to keep the towel. Um, it's a very, you know, monumental, to say the least, yeah. moment in your life. So, yeah, they let you keep the towel. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, my dad still has them, which I think is super sweet. And he was just saying that. And then even that was kind of like bringing, grudging up like those memories a little bit of me getting baptized and kind of what that meant. And then Andrew and I, as y'all know, just have having that, like the last episode being the bathtub rescue, I think it's super relevant that we're going to kind of tie it, you know, all these things together. That is wild. I didn't think of that. Yeah. And we haven't been on in a little bit. And that's just because I'm not going to force anything. Like That was the last episode? Mm-hmm. Wow. We're going to be very... If y'all know me, which a lot of you, if you're listening to it at this point, do know me and have already followed me on social media. Like, I live and breathe by the fact that, like, you should really learn to follow your own intuition. And when mm-hmm. you feel passionate or compelled, I don't know why I'm losing the word that I'm looking for, to make a post on social media or share on social media, that's when you should do it. And You're a lot so of, good at that. Oh, thank you. Like you just feel, you get this idea or like, it, it could be a divine type thing, like God's like telling you. And then if y'all just, only knew, like most of the time when I post, it's because like the caption was planted in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like a downloaded from yeah. God being like, this message needs to come out through you. So... In other times, like when it's just like, oh, we're doing something fun and I want to share about the moment. You're showing off an outfit, like that's different. But like, that's when my captions are just like, happy Sunday. I've seen it happen with you so many times over the years. Like, you'll just feel like you have to share the specific thing. And I'm trying to think of an example. It doesn't really matter. Just look at Mara's feed and you can tell. And then the amount, uh, or not amount, but like the people that will DM you or like kind of reach out or be like, this really meant a lot to me or inspired me or whatever. Like, I've seen that happen so many times. So when you have that, that, like, download or you feel that strong um, urge 
to do a post like that and then I'm the one behind the camera trying to help you <laughs> capture it like and it gives me a greater sense of patience like I'm I'm kind of being a part of getting this message out Aww. there that's gonna have an impact yeah that and is I haven't always felt that way trust me my patience has been tested many times behind the camera but as see, my personal photographer <laughs> seeing the the influence that it can have in a positive way makes me um like just feel better about being a part of that oh i love that and that is true like because with first comes like i don't know why i'm I'm just gonna call it a download it's like a message literally just comes to me i'll wake up with it or it's just i feel very strongly and i've always learned to follow my intuition on this and so anytime i feel really compelled to like talk about anything and i could care less like about the flip side of social media where it's like is this getting me followers or likes or oh, yeah, comments? That's not like even most of the stuff that I that. share about, I won't get any interaction on. And it won't be until like months of me just continuing to do this and I'll get that random message that's like, I watch you in secret and like you inspire me in secret. Yeah. And um but anyways, I I don't know why. I need to get to the point. But <laughs> I wanted <laughs> to say that because I I always want to remind people of that. Like social media, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the vanity metrics that everything that I do truly comes from that place. So on top of that, I'm a content creator and I'm very passionate. I'm a photographer as well. I'm a branding expert. I do personal branding. I do marketing. So like, yes, attention to detail, getting a cute photo, posing correctly, having the right lighting, doing the editing, like that is just kind of like the icing on the cake. And I am very intentional about what I'm wearing or um, it just comes naturally to me. And it's Mm -hmm. fun for me. It's like a fun art project for me to kind of keep my grid flowing how it is. But it's not necessary. It's not like an end-all be-all. And I also feel compelled to say that since I know so many people who listen to this, like know me from my marketing space and me probably teaching and speaking on social media. So um, all that being said... I will always lead and feel super compelled with, like, my passion and a message that comes to me. Yeah. So, while we're sitting in church today, we're going to bring this back. Do you remember, like, where... Yeah, so the service itself was all about integrity and about how you you should be the same person showing up in all these different aspects of your life. So, I think how Kevin framed it was the enemy... Use an example like the enemy is really isn't this. What it is is compartmentalization. Yeah, and I think you said like the pattern of the world. Yeah, is not the enemy. It's compartmentalization. I don't remember him using the word enemy. Oh, I might be making that up, but it's just I just enemy, like problem, essentially issue. like he had a really good message around how, especially in light of the baptism service, how when you're saved. And when you're baptized, it's not just one part of your life that's baptized. And how, like, the pattern of the world really is, like, I think Andrew was wording it, too, is, like, we're conditioned growing up to compartmentalize our life and to show up differently in different areas of our life. Yeah, and they showed that pie chart that was split up in, like, six or eight different sections, equal Mm -hmm. sections of, like, uh, your family, your friend, like, who you show up as all these areas, professional your spirituality, your online life yeah. versus your <laughs> online was one of them. And basically like, and I mean, I'm really guilty of this, but I'm trying to work on it. You're not like, this is what we'll get to too, is like showing, like being a different person in all those scenarios. And you, you should be the same person. 
Yeah. And just authentically yourself. And so he explains the word integrity, which we're titling this podcast, I believe, integrity, uh, or this episode, integrity, um, how the word integrity means to be integrated and to be complete and whole. Mm-hmm. And how, um, and then he used the avocado, you know, oh, analogy, yeah. which I thought was great. And how, like, when you cut open an avocado, you're not going to be... You know, you're not wondering what's on the inside of the avocado. It's always the same. A mango or a banana. Like, you know what's going to be in the inside of the avocado. And, like, how are we showing up in our relationships, our friendships, like, in our profession, in our online versus offline, like, in our spiritual life? Not, like, are we showing up the same on the outside as we are on the inside and vice versa? And this message, like, really stood out to me and I think me just remembering that that tied with the baptism and just like him explaining how we're saved completely and wholly in all areas of our life when we're baptized and how when we go under the water and then come out of the water like that renewal that Mm -hmm. comes from that and how it covers all areas of your life like it was like this moment where I was able to reflect on that. And him, he shared his story about how he has been baptized twice, which is the same situation for me, like once as a baby. And then you grow up with like sharing your parents' religion and your parents' belief in God and Jesus and growing up in the church, but then how you can live a life of duplicity. And then he was sharing his stories of living a life of duplicity and basically how that led to him getting rebaptized when he was 16, I think, mm-hmm. um, publicly and how that was really his decision. Then at that point, like he felt really compelled at that point. I'm saying that right. Right. Yeah. Um, to get baptized again and for him to give his life to Christ at that point. And, really truly like say I want to I want to live a life of integrity Mm -hmm. and I want to show up the same and not live a duplicitous life and so it just really I guess I never had thought about it for myself like what that moment how things kind of transpired and that commitment that I made myself as a teenager um and then Kevin just being a part of it then and then me watching all these like he was literally in our same row but just down a little bit yeah so like all these... we talked about that yeah. yeah like normally we sit up high and like in the back and um just in one of like the raised sections but we had been talking about we wanted to sit up closer but we go so we go with other people sometimes your sister sometimes friends and like they always sit back there yeah but i really on easter service was when it started, I was like, I really want to see what it feels like to sit in the front. <laughs> now I'm a front person. I love yeah. It. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I guess like this service today made us want to do that. So we went, and this is going to be a little interjection that's relevant, but it's like we went and we decided to sit in a row. We just went to one of, you know, front section, a floor section, I'll mm-hmm. say. We weren't all the floor way in the seats. front. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to sit in floor seats in the row that we went into. I just happened to glance over like early on when we were sitting there and I saw Kevin and his family were sitting in the same row, but like to the section to the right. And that's probably where he always sits like before he goes up. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like I glanced over and I was like, this is really cool. Just like sitting in the front and you just felt a little bit closer. Yeah, I felt more God. part of the action. Just yeah. like you'd be courtside. Yeah. Um, and then 
the whole service is happening. And I'm like, this is so amazing. Like, I love that. And again, we've been out of church for a while. But I was like, this is literally everything that I feel so passionate about. Like, I cannot tell you the level of passion that I feel for showing up the same in all areas of my life. So this is where we're going to pause in the church talk and just talk about life in general and Mm -hmm. like how, why I'm so passionate about this. So when I first started out, um, before I started my business, which as if you've listened, I was 23 years old. I didn't go to college, so I didn't have any like experience or anything like that. But I've always been very passionate about understanding myself and my purpose and what, how people tick and relationships and psychology and like all of that has evolved to now into like a spiritual aspect of understanding people. But back then, um, I had become acquainted with some people who worked with Keller Williams. They were agents with Keller Williams. I was leaving Northwestern Mutual as an assistant and wanted to be an assistant in like a similar space. And so Keller Williams is like an umbrella company for agents taking their license and then they can individually choose to hire people. So one of the things that Keller Williams does, which a lot of companies does, is give um, like personality assessments that they can help, you know, professionally place you in roles that align with your skill set and... Was this the DISC? Yeah. So we took the DISC. Yeah. The KPA wasn't out yet at this point. So we, I took the DISC profile and one of the things that the DISC evaluates is how you show up essentially outside of work versus in work so that your employer, whoever's going to hire you kind of understands like how you operate and show up. Like, do you show up the same way, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're working versus like when you're hanging out with your friends or you're not in a professional environment. And I specifically remember whoever it was evaluating my disc, pointing out how rare and unique that was that mine was completely even, like it overlapped, however it shows up on the graph, like com- completely the same. It was like, they're like, wow, like you show up, you know, and then you get to chime in and say how you feel. Do you feel like this is accurate? And I remember being like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I'm really adamant that like I don't show up differently, you know, in a spiritual setting versus a professional setting versus online versus I just have always been that way and I've gotten ridiculed for it and I think this is very important to mention like I am not praised for this I am like (laughs) ridiculed for this like Marist you should show up more professionally as if I'm not professional I'm very professional but like this idea that I could never get behind like oh you act this way when you're in church and you act this way when you're at work and you wear this and do this and which is exhausting by the way and they mentioned it in church today yeah like having to have all these different versions that like kevin is like all these different versions of yourself like running around like i never wanted to do that never ever felt right to me and i'm just like look there's certain obviously like guidelines and like you shouldn't show up to church wearing a bathing suit and like shouldn't show up to the office wearing you know a halter top and like outside of those guidelines I feel like it's okay to show your personality so one of the things that really resonated with me as well was when Kevin was sharing the story about 
how um, he was called out for basically using a different voice when he was showing oh, up on yeah. stage as like a pastor. I think when he first got hired at Twelve Stone and he had to get get up and give this like prayer or like introduce himself to these people, right? Yeah, like, and it really reminded me of when I speak in front of a crowd and like what the feedback that I get actually being super positive that I don't show you're up. You're literally the same person on stage that yes. you are. And I'll tell my jokes and I will say exactly what I think about scenarios. Like, I mean, a lot of people know I work with real estate agents and I will speak in crowds and at conferences in front of real estate agents and I will call out real estate agents on what I think that they do that's embarrassing online, what they should change, what they should whatever. Like, I keep it super real. Yeah. And I don't show up. my favorite part of your talk is talking (laughs) smack about the people you're speaking to. And they all laugh. (laughs) And they laugh, yeah. And they laugh because it's raw and it's real and it's relatable. And, like, that's how I feel... Like, I'm able to actually deliver messages that have meaning and that hit home. And that's why I think so much of my feedback that I get when I am teaching and speaking in these classes or just when I show up as a coach, when I'm coaching people one-on-one on their social media or helping them think about who they want to hire. And when I think of myself as an employer with my employees, like, I don't put on this different persona just because of the person that I'm speaking to. I will bring Kevin back into this and think about the fact that, like, when I was first re-seeing Kevin again for the first time, I just, like, ran up and gave him a hug and I think called him Kevin. And then later I was in the (laughs) car and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I should have called him Pastor Kevin. I should have shaken his hand and not given him a hug. And Andrew was like, no, Mary's like, that's what makes you you. Like, you just, you see, you don't, like, just act differently because you know someone has like the title pastor yeah. like he is like you should you know you're a hugger and you're you know he's like you're not what's the word that i'm looking for like i don't know like it's not like i know what you're saying but i don't know what the word is you're looking for like you're not conforming or changing who you are i, I need to act yeah like i'm almost like incapable of doing that And so it was just really refreshing to hear how that that is. Like, I never really thought of that as that being something we're conditioned to do or kind of like a pattern of the world to shape shift, like, your personality and who you are and how you're showing up. And, you know, my whole thing, my whole little, like, coined thing that I say all the time is I help people show up online the way they show up offline. And that whole idea is that people who know you the best, like your mom, this I say in my classes, like your mom, your brother, your sister, your best friend, your spouse, like they know who you are at your core and they know how you show up when you're in a safe place and when you're comfortable and when you're most relaxed. That is how when you figure out how to show up online in that way, so let's just say online professionally, like my whole, my niche is offline to online, but it applies everywhere, right? It applies mm-hmm. to your spiritual life. It applies to your profession. All the things that were on the little pie chart. Like any aspect of life or any industry. It's not just exclusive to this like one thing. Yeah. Is that you show up like how those people will see you. So when I help people think about how to do that, it's like, we'll just break down, you know, like the five pillars of like what people would say they know you for, think of you about, and then so on and so forth. This really falls in line with what you're talking about in the car last night when we were driving home from Lana's game Yeah. about social media and how like all these people that just did this one niche and now they're, they're finding out 
online like no i want to show this side of my life and this side of my life and show up i don't know it's just kind of like funny we were just talking yeah and what andrew's referencing is i've noticed a lot of people so during the pandemic when you know i really struggled with the fact that reels became popular and tiktok became popular and i saw so many people in my same space meaning marketing and even specifically like real estate marketing which i don't even brand myself as anymore um, as of recently, because that's an aspect of what I do. Like I can help real estate agents at a super high level with their marketing, but that's not what I want to be known for anymore because I also help so many other entrepreneurs and just like people in general. So now that I've changed my brand to life design coach, the idea is to help design a fulfilling life where you are aligned with God's will and purpose for your life. Because I feel like that's what I am is aligned with God's will and purpose for my life. Um, especially now I've really committed to that and just being a vessel for however God wants to use me to help and guide and heal people and help people like show and shine in their best light. And like, however I can be of service in that way, whether it's through my messages, through my coaching, through my living by example, all of that, that's really what I'm passionate about. And I've been so intrigued to see all these people that, like, I really struggled with, like, oh, they've, like, they've really tapped into the trend. They've really bought into what is working in this tiny little span of reels are taking off, um, TikTok is taking off. If you just show up consistently and only provide value in that niche, like, giving marketing tips, giving advice, like, Basically, like spending hours and hours creating these reels and just showing up for that niche. Yeah. Then, like, if, like if you had someone giving financial advice, every single post they had was like a reel about a financial whatever or a quote or a blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that's really appealing. Especially, I always make jokes about this, like the real estate agents that really took off. Like it's because all the other agents like heard that those were a trend and they wanted to tap into that trend because everybody is concerned about vanity metrics. How am I going to make money? How am I going to get leads? Like every, nothing was about relationship. Everything was about vanity metrics or the material aspect of just purely like my followers, my followers are just sources of money. My followers are just the next deal where like, that is not my MO. Like I am relationship focused first I believe very firmly in building those relationships and then if you're able to serve those people with the service that you have to offer or your skill set or whatever then those your tribe will naturally be attracted to you and then you can get repeat and referral business so I'm in the space of teaching how to get repeat and referral business but more importantly connecting and building relationships and real estate is a relationship business Yet during this pandemic, everyone became obsessed with the vanity metrics of social media and all this stuff, which really, really pushed me to have, you know, a battle within myself of like, am I going to fall into this space and just focus on because I can't. And I could have. (laughs) Yeah. And I still could. Like creating this persona page where you only show up as like Marist wearing your realtor marketer hat. Yes, or just marketing in general and get a bajillion followers and sell a bajillion courses. Like, I've always known I can do that. And when people tell me that, like, oh, Maris, like, do you know how much money you could be making? My first thing is always, like, I'm not motivated by money. If you knew me, you would know that. I'm not motivated by money. It's it's money comes and I'm taken care of financially. I believe 
that God takes care of me and will always mm-hmm. provide for me in the bare minimum and sometimes in excess. And most of the time in excess is when I feel the most compelled to give it away. Yeah. And where this kind of ties back to the overall message is like offline, are you only talking about marketing to everyone you encounter? No. No. So I can't do it. So I could never do it. And so Andrew's point of what we were talking about in the car was I followed my intuition. I never did that. And now I'm seeing these people talking about because that's kind of fallen off. And like Instagram admitted a few months ago that they played too much into reels and competing with TikTok. There's all this talk about TikTok going away. And everyone's like getting burnt out on the fact that they've been spending the last two ish years or more like pouring into this niche specific space and they're just burnt out and now they're like i want you guys to know me for who i am i'm just i'm giving a psa that i'm gonna start posting about my personal life because i want you to get to know me and i looked at andrew and i was like wow like what a relief i feel that i've still been building my digital footprint with integrity (laughs) (laughs) to tie integrity back into it like I've stayed true to that and I've stayed true to who I am and I've not been afraid of showing all aspects of who I am. I've not been afraid of telling people when we've lost all of our business and when we're struggling with money versus when, you know, I'll share when I'll, I'll, I'll just share all aspects. I'm not yeah, afraid the good, of the bad, the yeah, everything in between. I'm not afraid of showing people when we're doing well, when we're doing poor, when we're doing, um, You know, just all the things that are struggling, that's really the goal of this podcast, too. Like, the whole idea behind Fool Me Once is, like, the whole concept, like, fool me once, shame on you, fool me me twice, twice, shame on me. And it's, like, we don't ever want to get to the fool me twice, right? Like, we want to stop it with the fool me once. So, like, it's all about life's lessons and kind of learning from that. So, that's why we're here to be so transparent. Exactly. You know, in that and living in integrity. So, I thought... That message was amazing, and one of the things I love about Crosspoint, and it was the same with 12 Stone, um, how you can watch the services online. So even if you're not in Nashville and you want to see that, you can go back and watch the service from today, and we're in the Wondrous series. We're in week two of it, mm-hmm. and it's been really amazing so far and I love the whole idea behind this series being really focused on relationships and really how how just how we're showing up and i don't know we've been we've been struggling with some of our our personal relationships you know i think i shared that since we made a lot of positive changes yeah since we've made positive changes um i made a post about this too the other day like i have we've not not all of the feedback that we get from us becoming sober and doing this stuff has been positive and it's actually really rare that people are taking time to reach out and tell us that they're proud of us or um, that we're inspiring them. And that's really, it's not testing me in the sense of um, like that I feel some kind of way about Mm -hmm. it, but it's funny. Like I know underlining, I've always known this, like I've never gotten instant gratification. And I think that when God uses, you know, people who are committed to, to, basically like using their lives to how would you wear this like to really be like reflective of christ and his love mm-hmm. and kindness and all that yeah like, that was well put we're not going like like us who are committed to that and truly truly who are committed to that and i mean committed in the way of like i literally like i said a prayer yesterday i'll use this as an example when i was like getting on the peloton 
and I'm starting and I was like praying on the Peloton like first of all I was praying and thanking God for like giving Andrew and I both the same passion and drive to be so focused on our health and our fitness and our desire to like educate ourselves and learn and be a vessel for God to use our lives however is going to serve others and I prayed that that continue to happen and I have said this in an earlier podcast since I've been young I've always felt compelled to pray if a person or people are not meant to be in my life please remove them and I first experienced this with like boyfriends when I was young or whatever and the heartbreak that comes with that when you are like when the, how scary and how courageous you have to be to say, you know what, I might love this person with all my heart, but if they're not good for me, if they're not meant for my path, if they're not meant for whatever God's will is for my life, then remove them and take them out. And to just be willing to let go, to sacrifice, for us to let go of alcohol, to, for us to let go of friendships and clients. Like we lost all of our retainer clients, which we yeah. already talked about. Like, for us to basically let go of the business model that I had for Mirror Stink, that I have grown and poured my life and passion and heart into the last seven years, for me, basically, at the seven-year mark, to be like, you know what? Like, if this is still what I'm meant to do, then please make that possible. If it's not what I'm meant to do, then, like, take it away from me. And that's kind of what has happened now. But the freedom that has come after that. Yeah, it's the freedom and then... The doors that have opened, not like every door is now open to us and things are like, we're millionaires or something, you know, but it's just like, we're not, we're making the least amount of money I've (laughs) ever made in my life. We see glimpses and avenues of areas now where we can pour our energy in and like things are kind of starting to come back slowly. And the, the rewarding feeling that we feel from that by following our passion and what we truly want to do is amazing. It's, it's reinforcing that we're doing the right thing. And it's made me realize, you know, to my point that. Like, God is not going to give instant gratification to that. It's not a matter of, and I think Kevin was saying something in the service, it's not like you get baptized and all of a sudden you're perfect. Like, you're not, everything is like pure. Like, it's a journey. It's like something you have to work towards. And one of the things that I feel really strongly in is like my, God wants to see our commitment and he wants to see that we don't actually care about the material rewards, right? Like that it's, we're not doing it for, for coming from that place. We're not, you know, to use social media to tie it back to that for the vanity metrics. Like I'm not going to make a post or provide value or do even something as small as like a recipe tutorial or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like because I'm looking for it to go viral. Like, that's not the place that it's coming from. And I know that, which is why I'll always continue to do it. Like, I don't care if it reaches one person. I don't care if my message or my recipe tips or my whatever (laughs) advice. If you enjoy that meal and we reached you, then... If it hits (laughs) one person and that impacts their day, then that's all I care about. All I can pray for is that this podcast, my social media posts, my, you know, when we launch Actualize and tell you guys about that community-driven brand, um, that it's not my job to go out there and find the people that align with that. My job is to co-create with God and to do my part to stay committed to what I know is my calling, to what I know is best and healthy for me mm-hmm. and 
that I stay true to my intuition and that I'm not afraid to show up authentically as myself. And over time, the people who are not aligned with that and who are not true friends, who are not true, who are not in my life, you know, for my highest and best good will be removed. And the more... you'll attract all those people that are aligned. Yeah, and the more more space that I create to allow for those people to come in. So... Um, I want this to be like a little side note encouragement to anyone listening to this. Like as scary as it is to let somebody out of your life or let business or money or potentially, you know, downsizing your house. I haven't been in that position, but I imagine that's maybe something random that people feel called to do. But it's like just just following your intuition and like um, obeying that calling. Mm -hmm. I feel like obeying that prompt by God to make those changes like. Us today, like, we felt prompted to sit in the front. And guess what happened when we were sitting in the front? So many things happened. I went, sat in the front. Not only did I look over and see Kevin and his family, which was just, I don't know, made me happy. <laughs> we met his wife for the first time, which Yeah, really I got cool. to meet his wife. Like, She's an identical twin. Yeah, which so is so cool. That. I didn't even know that. Um, but while we're in the service, I feel a tap on my shoulder. And... I thought it was Andrew and I'm looking and I'm like, it's not Andrew. (laughs) And then like, I feel it again and I turn around and there's this, there's this woman there and she said, hi, like, I, I don't know why, but I just feel really compelled and called to pray over you. And would you mind if I prayed over you? And at this point, I'm, she probably saw me crying. I was already crying. (laughs) I was trying to wipe away the tears. And not mess up my makeup. But I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Of course. And she prayed over me. And she, you know, was just saying how I'm just like, you know, praying to God. Like that I continue radiating like in his trust and his. I'm not even going to remember everything she said. I was so overwhelmed. But she was praying. I specifically remember her praying over me having trust and faith in my current circumstances. And, um... I don't know. She's, she said a lot and I was just like so blown away that I needed that. I'm sure. And maybe she needed that, you know, like God, God felt called for her to do that. And she was just so genuine and sweet. And like, it was such a powerful moment. Like I knew like in the beginning of the service or very early on when Kevin was talking, I was like, we've got to do a podcast on this. And at first it became of how like so much it just aligned with like, just like my life in general and where I was at. And then as the service went on and as it just like, it it was just like this more like out of body experience. I just like couldn't believe everything that was happening and how it lined up and ended up like, I was like, I'm going to do this podcast. And I was like, send it to Kevin or be like, Hey, it like became like no out of our control at that point. It was just like, it let it like let this happen because it's like what God yeah to have and then I just something. like had to run over there and tell him even though Andrew really had to go to the bathroom but I was like you're gonna have to wait okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I, I have to I have to tell him and it's just cool it was really um I really do feel I'm in we're in this place right now where it's just kind of like we're just fully leaning in like with our faith and not really not well, we don't know all the answers, but all all we're doing is just showing up every day and doing what we feel called to do and putting out the messages and yeah, just continuing to invest in our ourselves, our faith, 
spirituality and the things that are already coming from it you know it's not even like material things but just our overall happiness and quality of life and the amount of people that are just like we see your social media posts and you guys just seem so like happy or you're glowing or in love yeah i heard like, from my very... sister someone said i was I, i'm looking at andrew like i'm more in love with him now than i did in the past yeah it's cool that it's showing Which up I'm like that's sweet i must just be like the light that we're radiating yeah so if you're out there and you're making positive changes or you're you're after and you're not hearing feedback from people like you're you're inspiring people without getting like the confirmation in return yeah and if you don't end up listening to the you know the service or going back and watching it i just want to say you know i hope that this can be kind of like a testament to just that it's okay to just like show up exactly as you are all the time and the right people will love you and i love the way that kevin worded it when he said when you show up with a mask on and you have your mask on the right people aren't able to love mm-hmm. you like in in a lot of it does stem from a fear that if they know who we are deep down if they know our mistakes our sins all of that 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 person won't love us and that's it keeps us from showing up authentically but um we're here to continue definitely like i mean andrew can speak for himself but i am positive that got one of god's like purposes for my life is my innate like passion for showing up so authentically like it honestly would be harder for me to put on a fake persona like truly like i don't even know how to do that yeah i don't even think you're capable of doing that and i and i've just always been like that and it's been really encouraging the older i get and the more just times are changing i guess like it's becoming more accepted but i've battled with this like like i said earlier it's not always been well received and i've always stayed true to it regardless so um if anyone wants to talk to me or whatever you know i'm here (laughs) (laughs) you can dm me on instagram i'm like i love meeting and talking to people but um yeah i think showing up with integrity looks like being the same in all situations and also you know i just loved his tie too it's always your baptism is always just a reminder too of how much i have always associated water with healing Oh, yeah. And I'm obsessed with taking a bath every single day. And I very much visualize, like, water just being, like, a healing, sacred time that I spend in the bath. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a life force. Oh, my gosh. And if you haven't seen my post yet about all of what I hung up over my bathtub, like, like we went to the storage unit the other week, and then we found this folder of all my old artwork and I'm very sentimental. Like, I don't know. I'm just like so obsessed with like just understanding like who I was when I was little and like what that meant. And like, I don't know. I've always like to the point to where I literally wrote my high school teachers one time and asked them what they remembered about me and what kind of student was I? And like, do they remember anything about the papers that I wrote? What did they say? They didn't write me down. (laughs) I was very upset they didn't write me back. I'm like, they must have not thought much of me. But, like, I just, I don't know. I've always not cared a lot about what people thought and as much as, like, cared about um, if, I guess, like, I'm very passionate about wanting to make an impact and understanding myself. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so 
me finding this artwork, like, it wasn't just like, oh, I found some old stuff that I did in school. Like, I felt very um, reflective on it and can look at it. And I feel like I was getting, you know, a lot of, like, messages and stuff just, like, from reflecting on this artwork that I did and who I was when I was 14 and I did all of this artwork. It was really good, too. Like, to think you were what 14 or whatever in high school and you produced all this stuff yeah that's pretty awesome because i wouldn't have i wouldn't allow just any random stuff hanging up in my bathroom (laughs) (laughs) so we went to the i was adamant that i was going to hang all of this somewhere and then it just worked out perfectly you can go see the post you'll you'll know it when you see it that looks so cool um but yeah we went and got frames and then it was just perfect because it was like buy one get one half off and then we put all of them with little sticky, double-sided sticky frame. Oh, yeah, so it doesn't stuff. mess up the wall. Those are um, legit. And I did this little collage. And when I realized that that spot was the perfect spot to do it, it just was too perfect. Mm-hmm. Especially because I take a bath all the time. So now I just lay in the bathtub. And especially the eye photo. The eye photo. The eye um, pastel art that I did of an eyeball like that one really really speaks to me um so yeah so I just loved I just love the church service today and Kevin I don't know if you're listening to this but I just want to tell you again that it's so cool to me that um every time I hear your voice it literally just brings me back to really truly when I like first really fell in love with like my relationship with God and I think that it's very, like, what's the word? Um, like, meant to be? No, like, not healing. Therapeutic? But like, yeah, it's almost like therapeutic. Just, like, hearing his voice and, yeah. like, his messages and stuff. Because it reminds you, it takes you back to, like... Yeah, like, takes me back to, like, I don't know. Your it's very, energy. like, healing. Yeah. Even, like, I don't know, the messages are obviously also great. But there is definitely something to that, I think. So, I love it. I hope this episode brings someone some encouragement to show up with integrity. I love this, too. Now I have this word instead of saying authentic, because I think I've even said it on the podcast before that I don't actually like that word, authenticity. Um, And Kevin explaining integrity and integrating, like, all aspects Mm -hmm. of yourself and all areas of your life. I think it comes from the root word integer, which is a whole number. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you tied back to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the word integrity, what it what it means, and the entire message today. And the fact that we were moved to record this podcast to hopefully keep that message going for whoever listens to this. Yes. Okay. On that note, we gotta go. We're going to our nephew's flag football game. And we hope that y'all have a great time. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yeah, y'all take care. Thanks for listening. <laughs>